The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. Welcome back to Side Peace Show. And you guys, holy crap, can I tell you what I just did? Like, just got done doing. I just got done going on, being on Caviar Dreams Tuna Fish Budget Podcast with, you guys know, Margaret and Lexi from Real Housewives of New Jersey. You guys, no, no, no. Like, they weren't on my podcast, which Lexi already was, but... I was on their podcast like they wanted me on to interview me. Can I tell you how crazy, amazing, awesome it was? I'm sitting here looking at Margaret from Jersey, who I've been watching for years on The Housewives, and Lexi, who I just had on my podcast, talking with them. And they have me on their amazing podcast, wanting to talk with me, know about me, and interview me. Like, I just, mind is blown right now. If I could stop spazzing for a minute, I could tell you it is now time for Side Stealers of the Week. Potomac. So Sheila is Ashley's mom. So she seems like such an awesome, awesome grandma, aka Mimi. And let me tell you, my parents, like my kids, are my parents' everything. So I love that bond between grandparent and grandkid. But for Sheila to sit there calm and cool and collected while Ashley, her daughter, is telling her about the various holes Michael can use. Well, Sheila, you for sure get a side stealer of the week. (gasps) Wait, what? We have a super side stealer special. With another side stealer from Potomac. It's Wendy's brand new happy Ness. Also known as her new boobs happy Ness. But let's not forget her new big ol' booty. I love that she has a welcoming get to know my new boobs and butt party while we suck on my nipples cupcakes for dessert like (laughs) it's amazing it almost makes me forget about the heated argument between Giselle and Karen but new boobs and a new booty shake shake that money maker those always get side stealers of the week New York Bershawn man wow Bershawn coming in hot getting everyone all pissed off with the calling them grandmas at dinner comment and fighting with Sonia here's what I don't get how do you actually really get pissed and fight with Sonia I feel like if I were fighting with her I would just sit there laughing because she's so crazy and fun there's no way I could actually seriously be pissed at her and come at Sonia but The previews for next week, security coming in to break them up. Yes, and I just now realize how actually insane it sounds. Saying security has to hold Sonia back. (laughs) And that wraps up my Side Stealers of the Week. 
But what else is hot and happening in Bravo world? Beverly Hills. The whole Erica and Tom hot, hot mess express. But then I was thinking about it. I'm not sure which is actually worse. Knowing your significant other is up to no good or not knowing anything at all. Like, did Erica really not know anything? Really? Did she not know anything that went down in all of these years? This just wasn't like a one-time, one-thing occurrence. Like, this took place and these things went on for years and years and years. So I just like am torn. Did she know? Did she not know? And which is worse? Either way, Tom is disgusting. And this whole thing, like I said, is a very hot mess express. New York City. Okay, Ramona is legit crazy. But when Ebony told the group at dinner that her grandma had passed, Ramona's reaction was so sweet and sincere. I honestly... Could not even believe it. And no joke, I replayed it four times. Like, of course, everybody at the whole table was shocked and sad. But Ramona, I mean, she was the first one to get up and to go and hug Ebony. And in that moment, it was just a sweet, real, genuine, loving side of Ramona. And I would love just to see it more. And I took a picture of it because I know we will just never see it again. Below Deck Med, in the middle of your first charter ever, with the most high-maintenance primary and a wedding, I can totally see why two people are fighting over a tiny, tiny dust pile. Like, I can totally see it. This situation, though, with Chef seems worse than Captain Glenn crashing into the dock twice. And I am ready for it. And that wraps up all the hotness happening in Bravo world. You guys, have I told you lately? Thank you so much. Every second of every day. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening and loving the podcast and rating and subscribing and your amazing reviews. You guys, your reviews, I know I say it every week. They make me so happy. They're so nice and fun and uplifting. And it makes me so happy that you love side piece. And thank you for telling all of your friends to listen and subscribe and sharing it with them so we can all celebrate the entertaining and delicious parts of side piece show together. You can find me at side piece show. That's at S I D E P I E C E S H O W. Thank you. And you guys, you're the best. My guest today one of the greatest housewives to ever hit the OC. You guys, I'm so excited to share with you Bronwyn Wyndham Burke. All right, you guys. This strong badass needs no crazy introduction. One of the greatest OC housewives. Yes, it is Bronwyn Wyndham Burke. Hello. As you know from my Instagram messages, like T minus three days, T minus two days, like it's freaking Christmas coming up for me. (laughs) Very excited. And I wrote you a little poem. Oh, cool. Okay. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. She is the... Fierce, feisty, fabulous Bronwyn Wyndham Burke. We've seen her boobs, her kiss a girl, 
and I'm pretty sure we've seen her twerk. She has more kids and a freaking baseball team. Now sober, finding true love again, and finding her happiness, she's living her ultimate dream. Oh, I love that. Thanks. I was very excited. I was like, burk, burk, twerk. Oh, there has to be a twerk in there somewhere. I'm not the best twerker, but I try so hard. I give <laughs> it my all. So listen, normally when we, like I start, I'm like, okay, how did you get caught up in, you know, OCs, you know, the show and all this. But really, I want to ask you because I just literally watched your video with Sean. Okay. The one that you just did a couple days ago, I've seen every episode that you've been in, not to sound like a total creeper, but every episode, that video of you two, I swear I have never felt like I've seen you happier. I mean, the way, like when he was talking, the way you were like looking at him, your arm was resting on him. It just like, it, I was like, Oh my God, they, she seems so happy. They seem happy together. It was just like crazy because again, you know, we obviously have seen where you guys were, but like that video just a couple days ago was so awesome to see what's going on with you guys. I think one thing you have to realize is that filming the show is a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress. You're always watching your back. You're always sort of, what if this happened? Or what if she said this or this or so on? And it, it, you don't even, I don't even think you realize it when you're in it how much pressure you're under or the pressure cooker you're under. Right. And so when I first found out I wasn't coming back, I was so sad. But then after like two weeks, I was like, wait, I can like take a deep breath. I don't have to deal with that stuff anymore. Like I don't have to do the mean girl thing anymore. I can just live my life and be, you know, a mom and a wife. So I think what you're seeing right now is just, we can take a deep breath. You know, and, and I remember talking to Tamara about it. And when she left the show, it's like, she was like, you don't even realize how much of your life you're not present for right. until it's over. And you're like, whoa, okay. So we are happy. I think we're happier than we have been in a long time. And, you know, we, we are good. Like, I love where we're at right now. It, it was a very crazy time period for us. Quarantine 2020 was insane in our house. Not to say that we had it any harder than anyone else. We, you know, I know it was hard for everyone, but there was just sobriety, sexuality, infidelity, uh, mental health issues with our kids. Like it was a cluster that right. exploded and we are coming out of that now and we are better off. And I was on the treadmill this morning and I kind of had this epiphany because a lot of times people say to me, oh my God, you're so strong. You're such a strong woman. And I've never felt that internally. And I was on the treadmill today. I was like, you know what? I am so strong. I am such a strong woman. I am still standing. And that's really impressive. Like, that's amazing. I'm going to give myself a pat on the back today. You know what I mean? Like I just did that and I'm stronger than ever. You know, I love that. I, I really just wanted to kick it off with that because it just like watching you two made me so happy just to see you two. But I also know that you guys now, you said are taking time apart. So what led to you guys saying, okay, we like literally need space, not in the same house, but like different States. It's not easy. And I don't ever want to sugarcoat this, you know, being a married couple where one of you is gay is not, it's not easy. And so we're trying to figure out some really big issues here. And a lot of it, it's hard. 
it's hard when you're doing it together in the same house. I think, you know, there's been some times where we're fighting every single day, you know, like we just can't be in the same room without fighting. And then there's times where we get along really great. But I think for us right now, we need to figure out who we are apart. So I know who Sean Wynn is. <laughs> right, right. You right. know, we've been together for 26 years. We are very codependent. You know, we have leaned on each other for different aspects. Like we need to figure out who we are separately before we make any decisions right now, because we need to make them with like a clear head. Right. With the best thing for our family and ourselves and not just take the easier route. Us being together in the same house, in some ways it's like, familiar and it's easy, but maybe, you know, maybe that's not the right option. So I think having a few months apart is going to give us that clarity. Can we be better separate or should, should we live under the same roof? Cause I don't know what it's like to be separate from him. We've been together since we were teenagers. I was going to say, what's the, what's the longest you've been away from him? The last time I went to Hawaii. So we separated, uh, Jacob was like one, one or two. And I took the kids to Hawaii. We almost got divorced then. And he came back out and he reproposed. And then, and it's not like I run to Hawaii when things are bad. That's always been our, our second home. We love it there. Because it's Hawaii. It's the best place ever. Yeah. You know, it's just, we've, like I joke, we've enrolled our kids in school three times there. Like we've tried <laughs> so many times. And for one reason or another, it hasn't worked out. But so for me, it's just an easy place to be with them. And I think for the kids, it's nice because- it's not mommy and daddy are separating. It's I'm going on a trip with mom. Cause a lot of right. times I used to go to Kauai without him. Cause he'd have to stay behind and work. So it's not like we're ripping the family apart. I don't think they're even going to know what's going on. Right. And I think that's, I think that's healthy for them right now. It's like, we're going on a trip. Daddy's going to stay here and work. That's normal. When we come back, he'll have his place set up. And then I'm going to figure out where I'm going to go after that. And so I don't know. I mean, it's, it, it's stressful. I, you know, I've had a couple of breakdowns where I'm like, Oh my God, I, I don't have a home. I don't have a job, but luckily I have a program and someone that helps me and I can take it back. I can walk through it. I'd be like, okay, how are you today? So it is a lot, you know, I'm one person and I'm, I am trying to kind of manage under some really extenuating circumstances that are kind of unmanageable at times, but I'm doing a good job. I mean, the fact that you're sitting here and you look you're freaking gorgeous. I mean, I, I, listen, I only have two kids. I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. The fact that you have like a baby still and all the way up, it's just insanity to me that you are like, you're more than strong. Side note. Okay. I mean, that's insane. I, I don't even know if I could do it with two kids. Right. And like you said, the job and the husband thing and the, you know, so do you think he'll come see you guys in Hawaii or this is like, we are staying apart for X amount of time. No, he'll definitely come out and see the kids. I don't think he can go that long without seeing them. I couldn't do it. And so he'll, he'll get his own place and see the kids. Like n- none of this is about him not being with the children. Right. Right. Uh, he has to close up, you know, our place here. He has to get settled in his own place. He does have things he's working on here. COVID was really hard on us financially. We didn't get a paycheck for a year and a half. Oh, so, I, yeah. So like he actually, you know, he has to be here for some stuff too. He has to get work done. Like there's some... We're just now getting back to work. The government's just now opening. So he's going to stay here. But yeah, there's no way. I, I don't, we don't know when he's coming, but I, he'll come out. There's no way he can go that long without seeing the kids. That's too hard. It just seems so fluid, right? Yeah. I mean, do you, do you think there's a world that exists that you get out there and like two weeks in or three weeks in, you're like, oh my gosh, I miss being home with Sean so much. 
I might say I miss Sean so much. I don't think I'm gonna miss home because I love Kauai and I've never gone and wanted to leave. No matter how long I've gone for, I've never wanted to come back. So I'm not gonna miss Orange County. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think I'm gonna miss Sean a lot. Like you just saw when we started this meeting, he had to come help me get my ring light set up. Right. Like there are so many little things that we have, have traded off, you know? But those are the growing pains I need to go through right now. I have been codependent on a man for a long time. Are you still with Fernanda? Yeah. Okay. So you guys are still together. What is she going to come with to Hawaii? I mean, it's hard. It's hard because I'm going with my kids and I haven't quite, I really don't want to introduce them to anyone until it's like forever, if that makes sense. You right. Know? Of course. There's enough going on with our marriage right now. So if she did come out, she would stay with one of her friends. She has a good friend that lives out there. She wouldn't stay with me in my house, you know, and this got it. His mommy's friend. So she would come out and then we would see her, but I'm not quite ready for that. I think when it comes to kids, you have to take it slowly. That's that's how I feel. At least when we're introducing new people, it's one thing to meet the kids. Oh, Hey, this is mommy's friend, Fernanda going on a trip with mommy's girlfriend is like a whole different thing. Right. I I mean, for sure. I wonder how Sean feels about it. And then I wonder how Fernanda feels about you and Sean. Um, you would have to ask them. Obviously, I don't want to talk for them at all. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just like, I'm always wondering like how then the other feels about you being with somebody else. I mean, well, like we talk about it a lot. So Fernanda, Fernanda knew my situation when she met me and then she hung out with Sean because she wanted to make sure like, what am, what is this really? Because she would never come in between a marriage. Right. So she kind of saw, oh, okay. So you guys have the kids, you're in separate rooms. She's hung out with us. We've gone to parties and stuff together. They actually went to a party without me. <laughs> oh, so they're not like, good. I'm like this, this is weird, but I love it. So there is, they talked, they talked too. Like yesterday was Sean's birthday. She texted him happy birthday. Like, oh, that's nice. As long as everyone, everyone is honest about what's going on. When I first came out and I was dating Chris, that was kind of harder on Sean because it was so new, but now he's gotten used to it. He likes Fernanda he knows now that it's not like taking me away in a way. I think he was scared that I was just, he was going to lose me forever. Now he realizes like, no matter what, we are going to be family. Right. I think peace with that. You were saying sometimes we just like get along so great right now. Like currently, is there ever a moment that you're just like, oh my God, we're getting along so well, Sean. I just want to go in the bedroom. No, <laughs> I just didn't know. Like if there's ever that, like. No, I mean, he'll like look good. He'll get dressed like, wow, you look amazing tonight. You look hot. But then it ends. Because the truth <laughs> is, I, I don't want to have sex with men. I'm okay. not attracted to men. I am really loving having sex with women so much. Like, so much. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you how much. Was it insane coming out? This is your life. You're doing a freaking reality show. Was it insane coming out on a show? It was. Um, it was. And I didn't really come out on the show. I came out because just how filming was this whole year. So my story, there was really like five months when we weren't filming. And that's when all of this happened. You know? right. Okay. Yeah. Right, right, right. So like I was, I fell in love with like my best friend. We had our thing that didn't work out that I was with Chris. So by the time I came out, it seemed on the show, it was like one episode, but in reality, it was five months. 
Got it. So my cast kind of knew, but I wasn't talking about it because I just, I didn't want to yet. I wanted to keep it to myself. I kind of wanted to protect it. And it wasn't until the end of the last episode where I'm like, I'm a big old lesbian, which was actually the joke one. I did that as a joke, not knowing it was going to make it on camera. Like I did my real one of, you know, how you end, you end the season. That was the joke. It wasn't until I, there was a photograph of Chris and I, we were out at a restaurant that TMZ had. And they're like, hey, we have this, this picture. We aren't going to run with it. We don't out people. That's our policy. But if we have it, someone else might. And I remember I did the interview with Glad where I came out with Anthony Ramos thinking, okay, maybe one or two people will notice. I actually, when it blew up, I was shocked. I did not know what was about to happen. I truly did not know what a big deal it was going to be. Cause for me, it was just kind of, you know, a part of my life. My life. Weren't filming anymore. And then that just, it just got huge. Like that was that period of time where every time I left the house, people were following me in their cars. Like it was scary. Oh it was a lot. It was a lot. And I was not prepared for it. I, I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> so then were Sean and the kit, what, I mean, cause then they, I mean, it hit them just like it hit you. How were they? I mean, the kid, the kid thought it was funny. Like, especially my teenagers, they would go out to their car and with their friends, like, oh, you see that? That's the paparazzi. Like they would wave at them because it was the same two guys all the time, especially one in particular. So like we kind of, I don't want to say we got to know them, but we knew they weren't gonna like scary. Right. The kids thought it was hilarious. And when it first happened, I was, I remember I, I called Sean. I'm like, someone's following me. What do I do? I was so scared. Do I call the police? As crazy as it sounds, you get used to it. Like we got used to it. And it's not like that anymore. Obviously now it's back to normal. But like for that brief period of time, it was just like our new normal. I stayed home a lot. I didn't leave the house. I would stay home for like days at a time. Chris would yeah. come over here. She would park in the driveway because they can't take pictures of your home. And she would just come over. Like we wouldn't leave the house for a while. Oh, they can't. Just your car. They can do like your sidewalk, your street you're on, but your private property, they can't. Oh, amazing. Oh, at least that's nice that they have yeah. Like, yeah. Like boundaries. Yeah. I mean, let's see, on the show, you come on, your sobriety, right? I mean, you finding your true sexual self, all this on the show. Do you give the show any credit for it? Or do you think it was going to happen? And you, I mean, I give the show, I, and I know this makes no sense because I say both things. Getting sober on reality TV is the best and worst thing I ever did. I don't think anyone should do it. It's a horrible idea, but don't get sober and film the first three months of sobriety. On the flip side, if I hadn't been doing it on TV, I don't think I would have stayed sober because in some of my darkest moments, it was that accountability to the viewers that I'm like, I can't let everyone down. Yeah. Um, and so it's hard for me to correlate those two things in a way that makes sense to people. Even at the reunion, Andy was like, that doesn't make sense. I'm like, I know, but that's the truth. It was the best and worst thing. No one should do it, but it worked for me. Also, as far as coming out, absolutely. If I hadn't been on TV show, there wouldn't be a photo of me with someone. And I probably would have just done what I'd been doing the, my whole life, which was I would date girls. I would hook up with girls. I would get drunk and make out with girls. <laughs> like a lot. A lot. <laughs> More than Tamara. Um, yeah. You know, and that was sort of like something that was kind of what I did. And that's, you know, like we had the love shack for a little while and I would bring girls back there. So I think I would have just kept it as like my secret. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. No, I wouldn't, I didn't want it to like, cause it is hard being gay. Like I don't want to cry, but it's really hard to be gay, especially in a conservative town like Newport beach. I go to the soccer fields with my kids. I am so uncomfortable. I go to the grocery store and I don't like the way it feels. It's not great to, you know, feel like you're always being judged like that. And so 
I probably would have not been so out about it, kept it to myself. I mean, even if I'd gotten a girlfriend down the line, like with sobriety, if my sexuality had 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 gone the way it did like this, like even not on the show where I was like, I realized I like women, I probably would have just told Sean and my family. Right. You know, and just been like in, in the rest of the world, just not really had a conversation about it. That being said, I'm so grateful that I did it because living like this is so nice. Freeing. It's, it's just like, I was like, I'm Atlas and I shrugged, you know, and that huge boulder came off my shoulders. I mean, you said it's hard, you know, you go to the grocery store. You're saying even when you're not with a woman, just you, you just feel that people are like, I'm gay now people are judging me. Yeah. And I've noticed I've lost friends, you know, like I lost friends when I got sober. I lost friends when I came out. I think it's just hard for people. They don't know where to put us. You know, this is a very... Uh, most of our society is set up with, and obviously there's pockets that are, you know, like West Hollywood is different, right? But, you know, our society is, is set up for, Oh, you and your husband should come out to dinner with us. Right. So people right now are like, I don't know who to invite. Do I invite your husband or I invite your girlfriend? <laughs> right. Right. And like either, like I, I'm cool hanging out with both. So it's just, I think a lot of people are uncomfortable and they don't know what to do. So instead they just don't do anything. So, I mean, like it's so that's so I mean the amount of stuff that you went through and then when you say it's hard it was so hard getting sober are you saying because of how you were feeling like oh my god I want to drink and then emotionally you have to go through that or because all these scenes are like partying and dinners and drinking and all that both so when I people ask me for advice on sobriety I say stay like stay home for three months go to meetings work out but like don't go out for three months those first three months of sobriety are really hard. And obviously that's when most people relapse. So like, if you keep going back and forth in those first three months, you're doing the hardest part over and over. You don't really get to the good part. So here I am filming 14 days, 12 days sober when we started and your brain chemistry is not okay. It takes a good year for your brain chemistry to come back to normal and you're manic. You're not okay. I mean, I'm literally detoxing in front of you guys. And there was no grace given to me from the, with the people I worked with last year, the women I worked with didn't understand that it wasn't, Oh, you stopped drinking. You're back to normal. Your brain is really literally being rewired. And so you're watching someone in crisis on your screen in a very toxic situation where she's given no leeway. And I was really trying to be honest about it. You know, I admitted to things like slapping Sean, which I got so much backlash for that. And I was self-filming. So I didn't do that on camera. I didn't have to admit that. I admitted that because I wanted anyone who was watching this, because it's actually, if you go, I go to, to certain support meetings, how common that is in early sobriety that you lash out physically at the people you love, especially in my situation where he was trying to physically restrain me from drinking. And you're not alone. Like, here I am on a television show with every resource available to me, every single one. And I am not doing okay. And I am lashing out. And I am a version of myself that I don't recognize because I'm not an angry, violent person. Like that's not who I am. But my brain, I mean, that happened at, I think I was like three days sober. It happened twice. One at three days sober or two days sober. And then at 45 days sober. With Sean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Both times it was something small. Like the first time it was the noise in a condo. The second time it was a vacuum cleaner broken. And those small incidents were enough for me to go, fuck it. I deserve a drink. I don't want to do this. And in my mind, obviously it had nothing to do with a vacuum or noise, you know, right. but it gave me that excuse to go drink. And, you know, I will say I've had a couple other incidences since then. And Sean has learned when that has happened, he just sits there. He doesn't try to restrain me. He doesn't get involved. 
He just says, okay, you're going to do whatever you want. Now I haven't drank. I haven't had a, a sip of alcohol in 530 something days. <gasps> Bronwyn. Oh my God. But there's been times where it's been close. I mean, I've got as close as holding it in my hand with Sean watching me like, are you going to do it? Are, are you going to? Because then you have to start all over. And I didn't. But um, I wanted to tell those stories, not even realizing I was going to be so villainized for him, but to say, hey, I don't care who you are, where you come from. We all have the same issues with sobriety. Whether you are on Park Avenue or on a park bench. Right. Hard. This is real. In retrospect, maybe I should have should have should have sugarcoated it more because maybe I'd still have a job, but like I really just tried to give you as much as I could to show you that you're not alone. Why didn't you think that the whole sobriety thing is a reason why they didn't have you back? I don't think it's that in particular. I think it was sobriety coming out, issues with mental health, uh, especially with one of my kids were were a lot during the pandemic. She's doing amazing now. Good, amazing, amazing. Yeah, like one of my old people I worked with mentioned like our dark family secret. And I was like, you know, my child's mental health is not a dark family secret. We talk about it openly. I just don't share the story because it's hers. Right. You know, we are very open about mental health in our family because I think hiding it is never the issue. But like you take all of these things and it's a, it's a, it was a lot. Right. You know, and I think it was just like a little too much. I think it was, I think it was a lot too much. Did it, did it really come as a shock to you? Like you had no idea. Mm -mm. No, I didn't. Like we had been, I'd been asked a week before from our showrunner, like, have you been COVID tested or COVID back? Did you get the vaccine? And I was like, yeah. He's like, okay. And I was like, oh, if they're asking me if I've been vaccinated, that's a good sign. And on, like, and I honestly was like, how much we have going on? Like, and that, I'm like, they filmed the hard part. Now everything's good. Like now we're back to normal. You know, my kid is doing great. I'm doing good, still sober. Like things are good. And why, why would you film the hard part and then not want the resolution to the story? Right. That to me was weird. Cause the story was just, my story is just beginning. So I think a lot of times when housewives are fired, it's at like the end when like their stories are wrapping up. Mine's just starting. Yeah. Were you able to ask anybody that? Like what's going on? I have a new, I have a new love in my life. You know, my Sean, I'm good, sober, all this stuff. Like I got my shit together. I haven't. I don't have a lot of contacts at Bravo actually. Like I have PR, but not the people that do programming. I kind of just let it sit for a minute just to be yeah. like, give it some time and some peace. But I definitely want to keep working. I want to stay in this reality TV world. And so I would love to have feedback for sure. It was it was it shocking to you as well that they got rid of Elizabeth and Kelly? No. I, Elizabeth I never assumed was coming back because none of her story ever made sense. Yeah, the husband and ex, yeah, the boyfriend. Huh. Right. Okay. Um and I just think like you can't go on a reality show thinking you can make stuff up and hope it's it no one finds out cuz you can't hide anything here. Like there's nothing. If you you have skeletons in the closet, they come out. Um, Kelly, I was, you know, it could go either way because love her or hate her. She's one of the most talked about housewives of all time. So, you know, do you go with someone that's safe and a little bit boring, or do you go with someone that's very polarizing and gets talked about? So I didn't, I didn't know. I actually thought Kelly was, we don't agree on anything, right. but good TV. And as a, as a viewer of these shows, at least I used to be, I, I don't anymore. I don't enjoy it as much. <laughs> <laughs> I would love them or hate them. I would rather watch people that are big and dynamic than like, there's certain people on the show that I've, even before I was on the show, I've been fast forwarding their scenes for three years now because it's, you know, makes me sleepy. Yeah. Were you, so, were you shocked then that Gina 
Emily, Shannon, like you three get the boo and then they are still on. I mean, I was a little, I was definitely surprised that Emily got asked back because she hasn't had a storyline for like years now. And she really, she truly is. She's love her or hate her. She's just boring. Um, and she doesn't give much Gina. No, I thought Gina would come back for sure because she was pretty stable all last year. She was like, when everyone else is like this, she's like this, like, okay. You know, and she has funny one-liners. Shannon, I don't know. Like I still, to this day, think that when they kept one of the Trace Amigas, it should have been Tamara. I will stand by that forever. I think Tamara is one of the best housewives of all time. And it's like, I feel like with Shannon, she's had five or six years now for her like redemption story. And it's still just the same sad thing over and over. Where do you stand with, I mean, oh my God, there's so much here. I mean, Kelly in her text, were you just like dying about this? I mean, I thought it was hilarious actually. And then I made t-shirts that said still sober, still gay. And we were able to raise some money for a good cause. So <laughs> I mean, could you, what were your thoughts going through your head though when she's sending these texts out to everybody? I mean, that's Kelly though. Like she reacts fast. She reacts with passion. I would prefer that any day of the week than to someone that's like quiet and like evil under the radar. Cause I've I filmed with some of those too. I will take Kelly's passion any day, you know? Right. We don't get along, right. but she is real and she's authentic. And I would rather have real and authentic than fake any day, any day. So where do you stand with Gina and Shannon? And I have no relationship with them. When I found out after the reunion that and I found out because of Shannon's daughter, she had written a text message to someone very close to her that said, my mom made it all up. It never happened. And when I found that out, I was like, I'm done. Like I sat there, I took accountability. I'm like, I don't remember this happening, but I'm so sorry. And then to realize like that didn't happen. That was just like, F you, F you, that is low. That is low. And wasn't just low for me too. If you Google her kid now, that's going to come up forever. So I never really talked about it because we were on a press hold and I was like, whatever, I guess I'll just take it. That was bad. That was really bad. I, I had run into someone close to her, very close. And she had said, Hey, I'm so sorry this happened. We know it never happened. I just want you to know that. Um, cause it's a small town, you know? Right. Right. Small. And then I was like, wow, thank you so much. And then shortly after one of my, my friends, who's also in this reality world, she knows everyone. She ran into her and they were talking. She's like, well, here I have, this is why. And she showed her the text message where her kid said it didn't happen. Okay. So for everyone not listening, the whole didn't happen thing she is referring to. Was that I offered to get her the good stuff. It, right. The story changed and Shannon changed her story as it went on. Cause I think she realized it wasn't great for her kid, but needless to say, I made like an inappropriate joke and that was it. And it became so much worse. And, and that actually makes more sense because I make inappropriate jokes all the time. Right. I would never offer a child drugs. I don't have a drug dealer. So I couldn't give a kid a number, you know, like I don't have one, so I can't give you one. You know, that's just not who I am. So none of it was making sense to me. And now I know why. Because even in my blackouts, you don't change who you are. At least I didn't. I would usually just pass out and go to sleep. Right. So that, and when I found that out, I did, I did reach out to production and kind of tell them what happened. If she said it at the reunion and you're yeah. sitting there. And I, I took accountability. I tried uh, two days later to make amends to the child. And Shannon was like, no, that she'll be uncomfortable with that. I'm like, okay, I understand that. You know, you don't want to do more harm than good, but 
because I, 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 I do, I take full accountability. I've done a lot of things drinking that I'm not proud of. We all have. Like the program that I work is making amends for them, but I didn't like the fact that I was supposed to be making amends for something that I didn't do. Right. That did not sit well for me. I will own up to all the shit I've done any day of the week. Cause I've done things I'm not proud of while drinking, but if they asked you to come back with Shannon, would you? I just honestly, like, it's so toxic and stressful right now that this is kind of nice. Like maybe once I get back from Hawaii and I've had that time with my kids, but I'm really looking forward to being just Bronwyn for a right. little, just mom. Like I'm really looking forward to just being Bronwyn and mom and not having all that other noise in my head that comes along with the show. Yeah. You're still so new. Like I talked to Tamara and she's had a second, right? Like, yeah. Like, wrap it all. Like she just, like, she gets it now. This is her life now. It's been a, a hot minute. Like you're so in it though. But Tamara was like, I would come back in a second with Shannon. Like, you know what? <laughs> I have some really cool things that I'm doing. I'm not talking about them quite yet. Give me a couple months, but there are some things that I'm doing that I'm really excited about that don't involve me just sitting at home all day. So there's something really cool happening and I can't wait to talk about it, but I'll hold on to it for a little bit longer. Oh my God. I love that. Look, you look so happy about it. So regardless of what it is, like, I'm just so you looking happy. I'm like, I'm like a kid in a candy store. It's I'm 43 and there's dreams I've had my whole life. And like, I'm making them come true now. Things I never thought I would get to do. I'm going to get to do in September. Oh my gosh. I yeah. love that. I wake up every day and I'm like, okay, like this is exciting. Well, and that's huge, by the way. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I'm just a viewer like everybody else, but I've seen like how difficult it was for you. So like this is awesome. Like yeah. I, so yesterday I'm at the beach with Fernanda and we just, we're in Laguna and we go for a walk and we're coming back and this guy's asking me for like boogie board advice. And then Fernanda goes, what's your left? And I look up and I see Emily, Gina, and there's two blondes. I'm not sure who they were filming. They're at the restaurant right on top of me. No. And yes. Yeah. This was yesterday. And so I look up and I'm like, huh. Okay. <laughs> and then we are like, we're, we're like, okay, that's so weird. So we start walking. She's like, how are you feeling? And I was like, honestly, I'm feeling that I would rather be here with you at the beach right now than having lunch with them. Oh, you that's know. huge. That's a huge yeah. When the hell are the chances though? I know. Well, they were at the deck, which they do film at a lot. But the fact that we had just stopped there to talk to this random guy about boogie boarding, I tips. And I was like, huh, that's been. I was not expecting that to be at the end of the story. I was definitely <laughs> expecting like something else. It's a small town. Okay. But like Gina, you guys seem cool towards, did anyone like reach out to you and say when it, they heard that you weren't coming back, I'm sorry, or. No, I mean, other housewives from other franchises, no one from my show, no. Tons of women I, from other, Tamara, of course, did, because we talk a lot, um, Megan King, but then um, tons of housewives from other franchises. Well, that's nice. Well, yeah. look at, it's like, you're kind of like a weird, dysfunctional family, I feel like, once you're in. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's women that I'm friends with in other cities that I will be friends with forever. And I think I'm friends with some of the best ones, like Heather Gay and Leah and Monique, Meredith Marks. I mean, these are like good, solid, amazing women. Love Carrie, that. Carrie from Dallas and I are really close. So I'm lucky. Were you so shocked though, when you heard that Heather was coming back? No, cause I had known that for a while. Oh, <laughs> got it. 
Was it, but when you first find out, were you like, whoa? I, I knew that for a while because of who was being cast this season. I did have a hint that maybe I wasn't coming back. I knew Heather was because of what, of casting things that had been going on for a while. So, so no, I knew she was coming back and I knew that there was needed to be a link between two. And I'm, that was the one time I thought maybe I'm not coming back because of how that all happened. So I've known, I probably known for a while that she was coming back. But did you ever think it was, she was coming back and then Tamara and they were keeping you because you and Tamara are cool. I would have loved that. I, ne- I didn't know if, if Tamara was coming back. Heather, I knew was coming back just from things that were going on. Cause like I said, it's a small town and people talk. Right. I didn't know if Tamara was or not. I would have loved it. I think the two new people that are hired that I know of Heather, Tamara, me, and like one new other new person would have been great. Or even Gina. Like, that's like been- your idea. Like your, your idea. That would have been amazing. And it would have been cohesive. It would have made sense. I love the fact that Heather is an LGBTQIA plus mom. I would have loved to have bonded with her over that. So, the, so you know, the new people they hired are great. I would have loved to have worked with them. You know, what if they would have brought you back with Vicky, Tamara, and Heather? I have no issues with Vicky. I, I truly don't. When we have a friend in common that tried to get to have lunch together, and I was like, sure, let's do it. I have no problems with Vicky. I really don't. She wasn't that great to me, but on the flip side, Whatever. I, yeah. I don't grudges like that. I don't know Vicky very well. I, I have no grudges against her. She said something once that I just, when I heard it, any animosity I had went away. She was like, you know, losing this job, it was like a drug for me. And I was like, okay, you know what? As someone in recovery, I can get that. Like, I get yeah. that. I get why it was so hard for you to be demoted to friend the year I was cast. I totally see how you would take that out of me. And I have no ill will. Right like a lot of questions were asked, like how you and your mom are doing. We're doing really good. We were just in the Hamptons together. No, amazing. Yeah, we're doing really good. So one of the things I heard in this program I go to is the only thing I can do is be the best daughter possible. So I try to show up and be the best daughter that I can. You know, letting go of resentments and stuff has been very helpful. Right. A lot of work I've done in the past year and a lot of them have to do with relationships in your life. So my mom and I are good. We had a great time in the Hamptons. That's amazing. Do you think yeah. there was one moment that kind of t- changed it? Cause you guys were kind of going down a, you know, like a downward spiral relationship wise. Is there, th- do you think one thing that was like, okay. Yeah. Me getting sober. <laughs> really? Yeah. Me getting sober was the one thing that changed it once that happened then we could work towards something bigger what what do you think was harder getting sober or you know finding your true self and your sexuality what do you think was harder in the public eye the sobriety or you know coming out as you know I'm I'm gay being gay is a lot harder than being sober when you're sober everyone supports you they're like yay you I love you when I came out as gay it's your poor children you're so selfish you're making this up. You can't be gay. You've been with a man. I got a lot of support for being sober. I got a lot of hate for being gay. It's insane. And to do it on the public eye. I mean, I have noticed like in my feed that women are very cruel to each other when they do things outside the norm. I know like you're in LA. We're in like, we feel like it's fine. It's great. Gay right. pride. But that's not the majority of the country. And our, you know, Bravo is in every part of this country And there is still a lot of work we need to do for LGBTQIA rights. I tell a funny story and it's hilarious that when I moved out of my last house, I was sued because my behavior on the show brought down the value of the house. 
And the guy that sued me that uh, was the new owner of the house, he was a partner in a law firm and he had a 90 something page document and my behavior was kissing women, AKA Tamara. And so we ended up having to just, cause we didn't want to go through the court cases. We ended up um, mediating and I joked, I left the courtroom like, okay, Tamara, that kiss, it cost me 70 grand to kiss you. I mean, and that to me shows just how much work we still have to do. I was penalized for kissing a woman. Honestly, you know what that just reminded me of? At the reunion, when Vicky's like, the show has gone down, you're kissing this person, you're kissing this. And they're like, Vicky, you've been like stumbling over yourself in scenes, like from the get-go, right? And like drunk. That was crazy to me too. You're like, how is the show going downhill? Because I like women and I kiss women. I think, although if I had been like in a relationship with a woman, I don't think Vicky would have cared. I don't think she's anti-gay by any, I think it was me at the time I hadn't come out. So it was just me drunken shenanigans. I don't think, I think that's more what she meant. I don't Got think it. if I had been gay in a relationship with a woman raising children, I think it would have been a different thing. It was like, you know, it was drunk making out. <laughs> God, I so wish I could know right now what you are going to be doing soon because like I'm so, when you start talking about this and like announcing it, I would love to have you back on so we can talk about this like, life after OC. Yes. And I think that's so important for so many women too, because I love being a mom. I love being a mom so much, but this was my first job. So I got a little bit of a taste of like what it's like to work outside the home. And I liked it. So when I first found out I wasn't coming back, I was like, oh my God. So, okay, I'm gonna go back to, you know, just being a full-time mom, which is great. And I loved it for 18 years, 19 years, but I'm like, I need more. And I think it's such a great thing for women to know, like, you can reinvent yourself and restart your life at any point. Right. I love that. With seven kids. And I'm about to do something like so out of the box and crazy. And I'm so excited. Listen, I'm taking so much. I have so many things, but I do want to play. I have a game. I want to play with you real quick. A quick game. Okay. Are you down for a game? Always. It is called Choo Choo Train. Okay. So it's rapid fire. I'm going to give you two options. There's only one seat left on the choo-choo train. Okay. Okay. Who are you not giving a seat to? To Vicky or Kelly? Vicky. Wow. Okay. Are you not giving it to Kelly or Emily? Emily. Kelly is winning both? Like I said, I will pick someone that's real and outward and crazy than someone that's backstabbing vindictive and does it all behind the scenes. Okay. Last one, Kelly or Elizabeth. I'll give it to Kelly. <laughs> Kelly wins the whole thing. Holy moly. I mean, look, when Kelly's good, she's great. I've had right. a lot of fun times with her. I, I really have. I've met some amazing friends through her. Some of my good friends are people she introduced me to. I mean, I do hope, I honestly do hope at the end of the day, one day Kelly and I will bury the hatchet. I don't know if we will, but I really have had, like, I had the best time in Key West with her. Right. You know, and yes, do we agree on stuff? No. Does she say stuff that she shouldn't? Absolutely. Has she made up some lies about me? Uh-huh, many. But at the end of the day, I would much rather deal with someone like that that is just in your face, vocal, loud. Right. I mean, there was some stuff that's so much worse that no one will ever see. I will take Kelly and her big mouth because at least you know what you're getting. Oh, wait, actually I had one more. This is a, a bonus choo-choo question. Okay. Which is kind of a joke, but 
who's a better kisser, Sean, Fernanda, or Tamara Judge? <laughs> That's such a joke question, but I kind of was a little curious. I mean, Tamara and Tamron, I like kissing women. Sorry, Sean. I like not having facial hair. Tamara is a good kisser. Fernanda's a good kisser. Tamara kiss, kiss, is an American kisser. Fernanda is a Brazilian kisser. There is a difference. But Def, I'm going to go with Fernanda. Of course, I'm going to go with Fernanda. I kiss her a lot. I've only kissed Tamara once or twice. That was kind of a joke, but I was a little curious too. All right. Thank you for playing. Choo, choo, train. Now, Bronwyn, what would new life after OC Bronwyn's tagline right now be? Don't try to put me in a box. I'll just break them into confetti. <laughs> I thought, well, when you were saying the box thing, I was definitely not expecting you to say that. <laughs> That's the whole thing right now, breaking boxes into confetti. Like we put labels, mom, wife, woman, that like our whole life, we are labeled. Right. Um, and it's just like, take those boxes and break them into confetti. It's 2021. We don't need labels anymore. <sighs> Let's blow this up. Let's blow this shit up. Yeah. You, I, I just like, you are amazing going through what you've been through, what you're going through now, the stuff that you're going to do going to Hawaii. I mean, it is like incredible. So please give yourself a lot more credit and you're amazing. And this was just like, obviously, you know how excited I was to talk to you and to That's see. You. And let's do this again. I, uh, end of September, third I week would, of September. I would freaking yeah. love for anyone that is like living under a freaking rock. Where can they all find you on social? My name, Bronwyn Windenberg on Instagram. I'm kind of on Twitter, but not too often. I recently started a TikTok because why not? Bronwyn WB. And then if you go to my link in my Instagram, there is a YouTube channel because I'm chronicling all the adventures because I've traveled with kids a lot and it's fun. It's amazing. There's laughter, there's tears, mine mainly, but it is, it's going to be a fun journey. And it's just, you know, I think it's a good chance for everyone to get to know the real us. You're awesome. You're so strong. And this was just like the best. I, I had so much fun getting to talk to you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Side Piece. Make sure to follow on Instagram with the handle at Sidepiece Show. That's at S-I-D-E-P-I-E-C-E-S-H-O-W, at Sidepiece Show. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe.